Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs> You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to our amazing race coverage here on the Oz Network. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, Amazing Race doesn't run as often as other shows, and we're here to talk about the Amazing Race Canada, which did we talk about last season? No, we didn't, because that was a crazy season, which you didn't watch. <laughs> We're here to talk about the ninth season, the current season that's airing. We're a little bit late on this premiere slash second episode recap, but we're here to still deliver. Uh, as always, I'm your host, not the Canadian, but somehow the host. I'm Rusty, and I'm joined by also not a Canadian, Jared. Thank you. It's 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 nice to be back, and um, appreciating that this season doesn't start with a uh, montage of all the previous winners. So um, that's. Uh, already many expectations in my book oh it didn't you didn't get spoiled on last season yet no no good because you should save that as a a special treat for yourself uh but yeah we're here to talk about the ninth season uh we're gonna do a quick one and two recap we're trying to uh we missed the premiere it's tough um but we're here to do the second episode colin's not here for either part of it but we'll get his thoughts as we go along um just on the package so far what have you thought I think it's been good. Um, nothing too, I feel like nothing too exciting in terms of tasks yet, um, but nothing terrible either. Like I feel like we've got kind of a lot of changing of positions and overtaking and switch-ups, which is kind of what you want um, in a race. Like it feels that there's, I feel like one front-running team, but then the rest of the pack I think is kind of fairly uh, even. Yeah, I was missing the like, really big show-stopping first challenge and i feel like we did not get that in the premiere like jump off a building or like skydive or or something really crazy and unique um they really didn't give it to us this first episode um but the whole package has been fun i felt like there's fun quirky moments it's canada so there's no real team drama um other than like oh they're being sneaky we gotta watch out for them and like that's about it uh so it's hard to get some of the typical drama that we would normally get in a season, like who's hoarding the express pass or like who's trying to leverage pat. Like that doesn't really happen on this show. Um, Canadians are overly like friendly about that. They'll be like, oh, even in the, the I noticed that in the most recent episode, like I think Gracie and Lily at the questions. They're like, who's going home next? And they give an answer. And there's like, it's not because we don't think there's strong competition. It's like, like stuff like that that i'm like you would not get on the american or even australian version i feel like no no 
but yeah, I feel like it's been fun. Like challenges have been relatively fun. Like I thought that there's just been a fun vibe to it. Maybe it's because we've missed it so much that it's kind of like that. But I don't know. I've been enjoying it. I thought that the episodes are pretty good. Uh, yeah, I agree. There's nothing. There's been nothing kind of uh, groundbreaking or grandiose yet. But the tasks themselves have been. Uh, yeah, I think fun is kind of the right word for it. Teams overall thoughts. On, uh, we're not going to go individually. We'll get through them as they go. But any general quick thoughts on any of them? Favorite standouts? Prediction uh, dramas? Um, I think it's like you said. There's like there's no. It's Canada, so it's just all nice and kind, and there's no, at this point, team to particularly hate or, or root against, um, which I think lets things down a little bit. Granted, like, it's only two episodes in. Like, that could come later. Um, but I just think, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice mix of teams. Um, I mean, two episodes in, favourites. Um, maybe Gracie and Lily, I would say, um, but not by, like, a huge margin over anybody else. So I'm um, just generally enjoying everybody at the moment. Yeah, I feel like we've got a good good mix of teams, and um, I was interested to ask Colin. I don't know if this is something Canada has always done, but are they required to obey by like any sort of diversity rules? I feel like they were always pretty good with that, even early on. But I feel very prevalent this season. I don't know if that's like a push they've done. Um, maybe Colin, if he hears this, will let us know. Um, that was just something I noticed that it seemed extra diverse this season. I don't know if that's in response to anything or what but i just it was something that i noted a lot more indigenous teams this season i feel like than normal um but they're still great teams i think that there's a lot to talk about for all of them uh but we'll get do a quick i guess we'll do a really quick kind of go through of episode one colin's got a lot of thoughts on episode one as that's where he's from they're in winnipeg um so i'll, I'll get to his comments first um he has some trivia so the starting point of episode one was at a pedestrian bridge built 20 years ago. And the mayor of Winnipeg insisted they should have a small restaurant in the middle, which is what that like curve was, I guess. Um, and his idea or the mayor's idea was that it should be a place to stop and eat and rest while you're walking and I guess have access to a bathroom or something. Um, and then Colin says what he failed to realize is that Winnipeg spends half the year in winter. So businesses are doomed to failure. Um, in the middle of nowhere like that. Um, and it's been empty for almost 20 years and uh, still empty today. Um, he also says when they head to the art gallery, he wondered why teams thought it'd be quicker to walk because it can't be more than a five-minute drive, but depending on the time of day, the traffic could make it extra slow. So he had suggested walking would be the best idea. Uh, he even said that it, uh, one time he spent close to an hour trying to get 1.5 kilometers that he could have walked in 20 minutes. Um, and then he's got some more stuff, which I'll get to later, uh, about our one of our eliminated teams. Um, but yeah, so the first leg, really, the first challenge is really not that exciting. They go to the museum and they have to identify the, the, the sculpture uh, based on like a sort of like kid's description of it. Um, there was some strategy here where teams were like, oh, wait, I think I saw that. We'll swap that out or whatever. Um, but nothing, nothing major in terms of that. And then, then they're on a flight and they got to move. Um, were you ever here for the the sort of guru boards era of Canada? Uh, 
I don't think so. Okay. Because that's, I feel like, a newer thing where it's like the two flight options and you can pick up your energy reserves to go. Um, Anyway, they have to sign up for two flights. Um, Really, a lot of this is a blur, not only because it was a week ago, but also because it's packaged between teams. Uh, like info packages and it was just a whole lot of different stuff happening at once Um, anything memorable from this bit for you uh not really I I think the whole like the the starting line was kind of unexpired uninspired like it I don't know it didn't look particularly uh, picturesque um and then just everything after that, I think, like you said, there was some good strategy. I think it was like Joel and Shayla who kind of switched out what they were looking for because they re- remembered another one and saw it there. Um, this was one of those tasks that in theory I thought, oh, like this is going to be really interesting and exciting, um, but it just didn't come across that way on TV. I feel like nobody really struggled enough for it to be difficult. Like it looked like, oh, you're going to have to look through this huge selection, um, but then it – it kind of felt like it didn't, I don't know, it didn't work out that way. Like whether it could have been better if they were searching the entire gallery for specific artwork rather than just kind of this display. I don't know. But, yeah, it just, um, it was okay, but there was nothing too exciting or, or kind of huge change-ups or meltdowns happening like at this early point in the race. I felt like more of the excitement comes from the latter part of the challenge, especially with the, the last two challenges that Roadblock and Detour really, mm-hmm. really amped up the excitement for the episode. Um, which is good. I guess you want it to ramp up. I think you really want to build excitement or momentum. Maybe I don't know. Um, but they get to Calgary, Alberta. They quickly, they're quickly out of Winnipeg. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Uh, and they have their first challenge is a roadblock, which is book smart, where they have to repel, but the words that they have to like retell to this spy woman who you apparently love. Um, who's very obviously a spy or or, or an agent of some sort. Um, like you have to tell her the, the clue or the key words or whatever that you found along the way. Um, I thought this was originally an awful challenge. And then I think it was, it was Giselle who was doing it that failed. Um, one of the wrestlers, bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, Giselle, yeah. I was like, oh, this is awful. Like they're going to see that the teams are like, oh, okay, they're looking at the flags on the way down, and they're going to know. She had to do it three times, so I'm glad that there was some drama, because otherwise this would have been awful. Yeah, I have to uh, love a team that makes a task more difficult for themselves than it needs to be. This was just, yeah, like, again, like, the idea is, like, right, like, the idea is there, but the, the execution of it, could have been really like boring like if Giselle doesn't struggle this is so boring they're repelling down this building which nobody kind of has an issue with the clue is literally right next to them um but she can't spot it like she's looking at the distance and getting down and saying all these things obviously this agent lady who they have to give the clue to is the highlight of the show like she's the secondary character that's the best in this episode um with like the like slow-mo turns to like the camera and just I don't know she played up the character really well uh and we got to see plenty of her because of Giselle messing it up over and over and over yeah it was good it was fun it could could have been better sure but uh the fact that Giselle struggled so much um kind of made this moment uh in the episode 
And Giselle's just like rappelling down, but head straight out. And then her first guess was like the name of the library they were at. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that a clue? Like, it just seems so random. Like, what? She's like, pharmacy? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the pharmacy across the road? Is, is that the answer? And it's not like, oh, that was like, oh, because it was color coded, like the race yeah, flag. No. Sometimes it's like, spot it. Like, and it's not that tie of the building so it's not like you're getting a good view you know it's not like hmm. she saw something clear and it was just so random like what she was thinking and then her memory would not serve her well later <laughs> but yeah it was relatively kind of boring other than her and this, this spy woman um we also should talk about the uh express pass challenge i don't even know what to call it but hidden in the library and one of the books is three express passes that they the team can win. I thought that the hiding of it was fine. I just was confused whether one team got three, they had three passes and three books. Like I was just confused on the mechanics of it, um, but they loved the drama of the handing out the express passes. So I guess it should make sense. Yeah, this, I was so lost as well. Like when Ty and Kat like find the book they're looking for and then open it, I'm like, oh, okay, there's going to be, I initially I was like, oh, okay, there's, like, there's one in three different books. Um, and then when they open it, I was three in there, I'm like, okay, I've got it wrong. There's three in the one book, but they can only take one. <laughs> and then when, when they take all three and then walk out of there, I'm like, hang on, what's going on? Um, but I did love like the idea of this. I like the Express Pass being an additional task rather than something that's just kind of handed out to the team who finishes first. Um, so I think this was a, yeah, a fun way to do it. Um, again, it's like the, I feel like this whole episode was like the idea is there, but it could have been executed better. Um, but I did love the moment too, when like they left and then the other teams like still looking and then finally they go to the, I'm like, I'm annoyed that they put up a sign saying like express pass taken I get why, because obviously it's more so for teams who are coming way after the fact rather than being there at the same time. Um, but I would have loved if these other teams were kind of searching around for longer and kind of had to make the decision themselves that, oh, like we think we think it's gone rather than just seeing a sign saying that it's been taken. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I was so like, oh, but I like it's like I get it. It has to be fair for everyone. Like, you know, like um I don't know, Ben and Anwar aren't searching at the at the end of the race or something. Mm. But yeah, um, we're going to talk next in the next episode of the show about a twist that makes no sense to me. So uh, we, we haven't, we're not going to talk about it this episode. We'll talk about the next episode. Oh, also, I just want to mention, I love that they hide the height challenge. Like they talk about being book smart as like mm. the, the clue and it's a height challenge. So I always love when they do that. Um, no one really got got in this one. I think some people were like, oh, I'm afraid of heights, but they didn't really seem to struggle that much. Um, Giselle was there struggling enough for everyone. Uh, but the, the the best challenge we got to get to, the detour, which is the the beat or the batter, the batter, which is making pancakes for the table, but the table people are going to switch around and move around and get get all like crazy and party. Or the beat, which is the drum sequence and the performance, which is a little more conventional and like kind of boring sounding. But I think that we have one team that made it a lot more interesting uh, than it had any right to be. What were your thoughts on the overall challenges? Some of the highlights for you? 
Um, well, I mean, the pancake challenge was at the heart of the episode. Uh, but obviously, before we got here, you, you've missed the uh, one of the other highlights of the episode, which was the uh, the speakeasy, Betty Lou's. Betty Lou's oh library. Oh, my God, I forgot. Um, I, forgot. I didn't write anything. <laughs> which was, like, okay, I get, I get Amazing Race Canada product placement. Like, this was the product placement segment. But they could have they could have made this better. Like, they, they have to say a secret code that's given to them. Like, they don't have to work it out or anything. Like, that was, like, your task to put, like, another task in here. Um, So it was fine because, yeah, it was obviously just product placement for Samsung. But um, it was better it. Like, the idea was so cool of it being, like, a speakeasy and, like, you need, like, the code to get in and then just being, like, okay, like, here's your code, ring in. Like no, it was better. The the phone product placement was better. I really liked it. Next episode. Yes. Yep. I thought that was really good. But uh, yeah, the, back to back to I suppose yeah, the details, the pancakes was amazing. Like the fact that this would have been like, I mean, it could have been just memorize memorize six orders, make the pancakes, dish them out. Like that would have been like a standard detail. But the fact that everybody was switching seats made this so much better. Um, because everybody, like everybody, I feel like everybody at this was really struggling. Obviously, some people more so than others. Um, but nobody was kind of expecting that when they first took the order and then had to kind of rethink how they were going to do it based on like what people were wearing and stuff because they weren't going to be sitting in the same spot. And then the drum beats, thanks to Shayla and Joel, who I am regretting so much <laughs> as having as my winner picks for this season. Um, <laughs> thanks to them, this was this was great. Like. They're the team that I think we're going to get, like, the most kind of infighting between throughout the season. Um, so thankful to them for that. Uh, not thankful that I don't think there's any way that they're winning this whole thing. Um, but, yeah, they, they were good. Their infighting was great. The fact that kind of both of them wanted to lead and there was, like, no synchronicity in the drum beats was great. Um, and just, like, the vibe of this. I feel like the vibe of any drum challenge when you have a crowd, like, everybody's kind of, invested in what's happening there's like locals like cheering people on um so i think that's always like a, a fun uh feature of these type of tasks so i think this was like a nice detour too because both tasks were so different to one another and they were at night and so that's so easy to clear a crowd you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. so easy to have a, an empty like field or you know what i'm saying like there's so easy to like how many times do like pit stop greeters leave at night or you know what i'm saying like mm. It's so easy to have an empty, like, arena kind of thing. So the, the fact that there was full crowds at both, obviously the pancakes needed to be there um, more so than the drum. But, it, yeah, it was great atmosphere. Uh, I really loved about the pancakes, not only, like you said, just the pancakes, but the switching. What I've loved is that it wasn't just, I thought the tables were moving. Like, so table one is now two and three is now four. It's like people were moving. Mm-hmm. like so just one guy was moving from a different table and then another woman was com- like it was like super intricate it was like super webbed and then and the chanting react- amazing <laughs> we want pancakes <laughs> uh, that should have been i don't know if that was the title of the episode i think it was i hate pancakes was the title of the episode um but it should have been we want pancakes um mm-hmm. but the like fact that whenever like eddie or someone came to the table it's like wait Where's the people that I was just, and he got all, like, Eddie, Ellie and Eddie are not good under any kind of pressure. It, it clearly shows to me, um, especially Eddie, because once um, he, like, spirals, it just gets worse and worse. He gets way in his own head. He gets too conscious about everything. Um, 
I've never seen someone on reality TV be more unfit for reality TV than mm-hmm. Eddie. Like, he is not fit for any sort of, like, never put that man on Survivor. Like, please don't. No, no, no. This was, like, immediate panic, too. It wasn't, like, a gradual, like, oh, okay. Like, like it got, obviously, it heightened over time, but it was, like, straight from the get-go. Like, the first time he gets it wrong, it's, like, like oh, we're going to lose. Like, I'm going to make us lose. This is terrible. I can't remember anything. I don't even remember the first order. Halfway, it's, like, giving the order to Ali having to go back and being, like, I don't remember anything at all. Um and that, like, that's the order part. That's six orders. That's the easy part. The hard part is then going back to, like, who who ordered what. Um, so this was just not um, not the way I think that they – I think he should have been on pancake making, definitely. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't honestly, like, make a switch partway through. Maybe the rules were that they couldn't once they decided who was doing what part of the detour. But, um, yeah, interesting to know, too, whether they were, you know, after each lot – just taking the pancakes back or do they have to remake them every time that's what i was like interested to to kind of know what was what was the deal there because there would have been a lot of pancakes from the amount of attempts that that he had to go through yeah i think she stopped making them after a certain point because i he came back at the last time and there was like 10 plates of pancakes mm-hmm. like, like i think that he ran through all options i think it was just like okay who who are the people that said what i think it was just at that point also they were like let's finish this challenge up we only pay for so many hours <laughs> the um, pancakes too were looking kind of worse and worse like like the cream like melted on top and just like they did not look appetizing but by the end of the challenge oh, i was at first i was like oh this is so cool like free food for the crew or the the people working there and i was like oh by the end probably not good for the food for eating um but yeah and then obviously giselle also just sucked i think eddie was worse but uh, Giselle uh, could not handle it at all either. Um, rough go for for her as well. And ne- none of us, I don't think any of us had real faith. Oh, actually, eh, none of us really had much faith in their performance in this season in general. But yeah, it was it was a rough go first episode for them. The teams check in. Nothing crazy about the order, really. No, were there any standouts for you in the and any of the teams that we didn't really talk about as we talked about the Ali and Eddie and Gail and Giselle? Um, Gracie and Lily surprised me in the yes, first episode. Yep. Um, not as much in the second episode, but they did well in both episodes. So they were probably the biggest shock for me in terms of performance. Yeah, I feel like they were like the quiet achievers too of of the first episode. I don't think they got a whole heap of of content compared to some of the other teams. So I just and they um, finished second, so right at the top of the pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I feel like otherwise relatively expected performances across the board. Um, yeah, Ty and Kat, uh, Gracie and Lily, Derek and Jasper. Uh, I have their other names written down, so I don't know. Uh, what, what are their names? Jermaine and what are their names? Justin. Justin. I, I wrote their other names, so I don't know. Um, Tyler and Kate, Kayleen, which is very frustrating. Uh, Devin and Amanda, Shayla and Joel, Ben and Anwar. Ali and Eddie and Gail and Giselle. Let's talk about where Gail and Giselle finished. We all were pretty low. Colin said seventh. You said ninth. I said tenth. I get the point, but you were very close. Yeah, this was a this was a frustrating one because I was like, oh, they're not going to stay around long, but I like they can't finish tenth because then I won't get the point. So I was hoping that uh, 
the 80 might take a little bit longer on the pancakes, but um, yeah, I think, like you say, you kind of finished where people expect her to finish. I This was one of those moments where they do, like, the classic, um, yeah. Yeah. we win as a team, we lose as a team. I'm like, not, but not really, though. Like, this was entirely <laughs> down to Giselle that, that Gail and Giselle went out this episode. Like, Gail didn't, from what I can remember, didn't put a foot wrong throughout. And then Giselle messing up the final, like, two challenges back-to-back really just... Uh, end of the race early for them but yeah I think like you said everyone kind of thought that they'd be early boots um some more than others but um yeah so Colin has a funny story on Gail Kim um who really got no airtime because Giselle um there was a documentary on one of the Canadian sport channels um and she told a story about Vince McMahon a, a WWE exec who wanted to give her a character that spoke Korean and she had to tell him over and over again that she didn't know anything other than English or French. And then the quote that she said, um, well, they kept on asking me over and over, can you speak Korean? Can you speak Korean? I'm like, no, I can't. And they came back to me three months later, can you speak Korean? I'm like, no, I haven't learned the language in three months. What are you saying? It's always like beating around the bush. So that's Colin's fun story about Gail. I'm sure it was very entertaining on television. (laughs) And then my only other comment on this episode I have never been more disappointed by a team I predicted to go very far than Ali and Eddie. Um, <laughs> I've never been more let down by a team that I had very high hopes for. Yeah, that they're like my version of, of Shayla and Joel for you is Ali and Eddie. <laughs> yeah. When we get to predictions. Whew. Uh, but yeah, and then second episode, I was also not very happy with how I predicted Devin and Amanda to go, who I predict potentially could go next. Um, Let's talk about episode two. And we have to talk about what I would say is probably the quote of the episode. I don't know if you caught it, but I think one of Dare Paul said, butter them up like a piece of toast at 6 a.m. on my Sunday morning. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not up at 6 in the morning. Oh, yeah, I can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, overachievers there. You have to change that quote to, like, 10 a.m., <laughs> especially on a Sunday. Wow. But also their entire package is built around that they make YouTube videos. Why are they getting up at 6 a.m.? You know, that's, maybe that's the lifestyle. You know what? Well, we're at this point. It's really they just jump right into a challenge, right? They don't they're not fly, they fly, they didn't fly anywhere yet, did they? Oh, they did. Weren't they? Smithers, right? Yeah, they had to, but they, did they get, like, to a board? I, I can't remember now. Yeah. But anyway, they fly to the place, and then, yeah, they fly in two flights. I remember there being a big thing of because uh, Tyler had to put the special things on his on the car for his uh, hands, and they were last lead. Anyway, um, the the twist that makes no sense to me, the assist. <laughs> well, what is this? I have no idea what this is. I. Yeah, I, I feel like it needed more. Like, me, I, I'm not an Amazing Race Canada expert, so I don't know if this has ever, like, appeared before or what the deal is. Um, to me, the only way I can rationalise it is that it's similar, I suppose, to a fast-forward in that you can only use one throughout the season. So maybe it's going to pop back up at other points. 
Um, but they didn't explain any of that. <laughs> so I was like, why wouldn't you use the assist if it's going to half down? Like, there's got to be some reason not to use it. So that's what I'm assuming is that it comes back up. And if you've used it before, you can't use it again. Um, but yeah, no explanation. I had no idea what this was. I was like, is this more product placement? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, it just made no sense. I was like, does is there one per challenge? Does every team have one and they use it whenever, like you said, with an express pass or something like that? Or like what? There's no clear mechanics. Like, is it only one per challenge? Is it one per team? Like, what is there's no clear clarity on that. Um, and I don't think this is new. I think I've, I've seen every season, but I don't recall any of this. Um, so we'll see how it works. Maybe it'll come in. It was available in this challenge. No one took it. Um, Allie and Eddie could have, but it probably wouldn't have saved them. So, so I don't know. It probably didn't come in handy. Speaking of twists, we'll, we'll keep it on the train of like the express pass as well, because there was a lot of talk this episode because the early teams figured out that Ty and Kat had the passes and so that they were like teams were trying to, you know, ca- canoodle. I don't know if that's the right word, but they were trying to like um, them rub up. up. Yeah, butter them up as uh, a piece of toast at 6 a.m. on the morning. Uh, and we saw that, I mean, we only saw one team do a pitch, and that was uh, Tyler and Kayleen. And their pitch was that they're going to be slower than everyone else. They're less physical because um, of his disability. We saw a weird attempt from Derek and Jer- uh, Jasball where they're like, hey, you, you sleep okay? Yeah. Do we have to check in? And like, that was it, um, which is very out of pocket, out of type for them because they seem very sociable and friendly. Um, but that was just weird. Mm. Um, and in the end, Tiger Cat give it to the other Tyler team, which I think makes sense. Like Tyler and, and Kayleen, despite I think they finished pretty high up second, mm-hmm. but they were very slow throughout the entire like. Like, I think that it's not a, a waste to give it to them. Like, I don't think it's a bad call. Yeah, I think it's a smart move to obviously give it to a team who you think are kind of going to be lower down the pack. And like you said, granted, they finished second at the end of this episode. That kind of came out of out of nowhere. Um, and like you just know that in, there's going to be kind of physical challenges or just the time taken to adjust like the car. Like if that's kind of an ongoing thing, episode to episode to episode, then... Tyler and Kayleen are going like, to lose a lot of time, even more so in like the interim between challenges rather than at the actual challenges. Um, so I think this is a smart move by Ty and Kat. The fact that they get along with them is is a bonus as well because obviously there might be some help kind of back and forth down the line. Um, but that's what I'd be doing with the Express Pass. Like you want to give it to teams who uh, you hope are never going to be in a position to use it and kind of get ahead of you. Yeah, that means uh, Shayla and Joel will be getting the next one. Or <laughs> Shayla and Joel, Devin, Devin and Amanda, one of the two, surely. Yeah. And so the first challenge is they have to search for 10 fake fish in the river. It doesn't seem to be any challenge except for um, really awful communication between Shayla and Joel, where Joel's yelling at Shayla to hurry up and keep up, but she's carrying everything. And then he starts throwing them at her. It's just a bad look for them. They have a rough go of it again. And then Allie and Eddie get lost. They go the wrong way. Then they get directions, I think, again in the wrong way. Um, yeah, they just got 
they got screwed a little bit there too. Um, otherwise, a kind of boring challenge. I think it picks up a little bit after this. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I feel like again, this was one of those ones where it was almost there, and the idea when they explained it like sounded, oh, like this could be interesting. Like it's going to be hard to tell between the different types of fish. It'll be hard to find them, and then I feel like each thing had like a gopro like sticking above it or some type of stick sticking above kind of where the fish were it didn't seem to like nobody seemed to struggle here the navigation obviously was the big talking point the navigation to me didn't make sense either because you had a team like leaving i think it was Derek and jasper who were like oh there's ali and eddie and then i'm like okay well they must be going the right way and then they stopped to get directions like i don't know if that was just out of order or, or kind of what was the deal there um but yeah, this was another one where it looked like it would be kind of fun and interesting and it really just didn't pay off. It definitely strikes me as a challenge that got a lot of it cut because I don't think that they put like fishes A all together and fishes B all together. I think they spread it out, um, but I don't think it is showcased that way. That would be mm. just my guess. Um, but honestly, it, I think that everything else that followed was a lot more interesting. So I'm okay with the worst challenge starting it off because their next like root info task which is really weird is that they have to turn into the radio um which is very critical we have to pay attention to the note that this is the challenge that they have to do next they tune to the radio station and some woman over the announcement is going to say that where they have to go next if you're racing come here at the museum or whatever another museum or something which is very self-explanatory we see teams picking it up okay everything's fine there's the clue box and then Allie and eddie get there <laughs> and i don't know whose idea i think this is ali they just storm into the museum they're in the displays they're looking around they're reading the plaques and the thing to me that was the funniest of the of the two episodes for me was she picks up like a, a pair of headphones that were on the wall that's either like information about like one of the, the works or whatever or like a video and she's like oh we have to listen because we had to listen to the radio <laughs> And it was, oh my, I was never more disappointed in any team ever. Uh, like an epic flame out. I don't even think any of the teams were still there when they finally realized where the clue box was. It was, it was hot mess. Yeah, this was bad on so many levels because somebody, one of the other teams saw them like going inside. So obviously everybody else's youths were probably there you would think that they would trigger that, hey, like, nobody else is inside. What's what's the deal here? Um, and then, yeah, like you say, like, I don't know, like, it could have just been editing, but, like, we saw, like, a queue of people <laughs> waiting to ask their questions, and then Ali and Eddie are inside. Like, I want to know, like, how long. I need a, I needed a time to pop up on the screen about how long they're in the museum. My favorite bit was when they go to go upstairs, and then the person <laughs> working at the museum is like, uh, what are you looking for, like the washroom or whatever? And then they're like, no, like a clue box. <laughs> and obviously, like, they can't say where, like, the clue box is if they're working for the place or whatever. Um, but it was just so funny to me, like, this guy's like, what are these people doing, like, wandering around this museum, like, aimlessly, like, they're looking for something. Uh, but then, yeah, when finally they go back outside, I'm like, oh, you think, like, earlier than that, you would just check. And the fact, too, that you could see the clue box through the window in the of the room that they're in was just, like, the cherry on top of the cake. I will say it was hidden on the path when you run that they run up to the museum because it's blocked by that like sign 
Mm. But like like you said, when you were in the museum, you can see it clear view. I mean, may have been edited by the cam- like the camera's higher quality than like the glare or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like, it was visible. Like, there's no reason that they should have been there for more than like maybe a minute or two. I mean, and the clue boxes, unless they're like a search for thing, they're really easy to find. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's like just come here, unless it's like search for your clue at this location. Like you know, it's just usually it's right there. Um, yeah, you're obviously going to get a clue before you get the task. So it's like, look, yeah, look for a clue box. It's not going to be kind of hidden unless yeah. that's in, like, the info that's going to be like that. I would be interested to know, too, with, with the whole, like, tune into the radio station. I'm like, do we really think that they did that? And this lady all day is just having to, at random points, say, like, this clue at these intervals. I'm like, I'm sure that it was kind of written down or this is like a phony radio station or it was set up some way that a recording in the car. I'm like, surely this lady isn't throughout the whole day. Just, I mean, I suppose somebody could be cluing her into as to when exactly to say it. Um, but just imagine like the regulars listening to this radio station, like, wow, this, this museum, how much did they pay for product placement? Cause they're getting their location announced all the time. Like every couple of minutes, she's coming back with the same ad. Yeah, I'm wondering, I think small town Smithers probably just like very local station that they can get. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably not a lot that they put into this. But the regulars, like a small town, you've got your regulars and they would be ringing up complaining. Uh, whatever. Um, the Ro- not the Roblox, the, the challenge that they have to do here at the museum, which is like kind of like the first, impre- is it first impressions challenge survivor thing where it's like, what did the group think kind of deal? Mm-hmm. I thought this was a great challenge, great use of a product placement. Um, I thought I thought it was very fun. Like we kind of yada yada it as um, more teams showed up, but I still thought it was a fun challenge. All the questions seemed different. Like it just seemed, it was just great. Um, yeah, I and agree. This, Devin this and Amanda nice. fail. <laughs> you go. No, no, good. No, just Devin and Amanda's failure. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well you knew as soon as they like teed up of them like being overconfident okay like they're gonna like be trashed at this challenge I think this was nice like better product definitely better product placement than the Samsung product placement in the first episode and I think this is always like a fun challenge like we've we've seen like in Amazing Race Australia this kind of used to be like I think for maybe like the first two seasons like the staple almost final episode challenge like chucked in amongst it but with more questions and them having to do it separately and then try to get kind of the same answers and it provided some like some great moments um this was a nice kind of scaled down version of that that i think was really fun to kind of see how the teams think and and um i love to that some of the questions were like really obvious in terms of like who do you think is just is your strongest competition i'm like one episode in you're going to pick the team that won the first episode and got express passes and is still like towards the front of the pack like that was such a no-brainer answer then i'm like the teams have got that question i'm like there's like your easy easy mark that you're definitely going to get right but some of the other stuff i thought was like really like impressive like the facts i to give ali and eddie some due when they're like what couldn't you live without and the, the fact that he's his wife and then she's smart enough to know that he's going to say that to then write down me i thought was Probably, I mean, it's it's the bar is low, but the shining episode, probably for, shining moment, probably from out the entire season, I'd say would be that. Yeah, I mean, they said they knew each other and they delivered. Um, mm-hmm. 
Devin and Amanda said they knew each other's smells and they did not know a thing. Um, I, I can't even remember what they said, like their questions were, but I, they were way off. And I was like, I had hope when Ellie and Allie and Amanda, Allie and Amanda, Allie and Eddie, um, were doing this. They were doing it so well. I was like, they were finally doing well. And then we get to the roadblock, which is like uh, pancakes to the remix, like mm-hmm. memorize the car and sh- and like in this speech and and highlight these key terms. Let's give Eddie to do it. Um, <laughs> it was just a mess. Um, I thought that. The challenge was fine. I thought I didn't have any real issues with the challenge. I thought some of the teams were fun about how they did it. I forget which one of uh, Jermaine and Justin did it, but like the hand gestures as a tactic to was just so smart. And then the reaction when they got it, it was just so funny. I just thought I thought that there was some some good in this. And then Joel talking of, oh, I'm such an actor, I can get it. Um, he was like almost last to leave. So I don't know what he's hyping up. But I thought it was a fun enough challenge. Yeah, I thought this was good. And again, I think this was another one where what the same as what they did really well in the first episode, like the roadblock little teaser kind of gives enough away, but makes you like think in like a different direction. Like as soon as this like mentioned like cars, like you could tell like stereotypical, they're gonna like think like, oh, like this could be like a repair challenge. Let's let's for most of them, let's put in like the men. Um, but I love that that like backfired so so strongly on like both Devin and Amanda and Ali and Eddie that just the memory was just not there whatsoever. I loved the Joel moment of like I used to be an actor on a show that nobody watched, um, and yeah, his overconfidence and then the fact too. I think it took him like five or six tries in the end to get it right, whereas some some of the other teams are getting it kind of on first attempt. Um, no, this was a, a good, fun one and a nice challenge where, um, again, there was room for, like, the order to change and things kind of switched up a little bit, more so in the middle of the pack uh, than towards the end. But, um, yeah, there were some good order changes here as well. Yeah, and we don't normally – I know we don't get the – like, I was thinking about this a lot. Like, we don't get the flight buying. Obviously, it's a money-saving thing. Um, so teams aren't buying these ridiculous amounts of flights. They limit it to two or three or something like that. But I was still surprised at how much the lead changed in between challenges. Hmm. Like, we see te- like teams, I mean, obviously getting lost is always going to happen, but, like, we saw a lot of changes in the order in both legs. So I was relatively impressed on that end. Uh, yeah, fun challenge. I think the, the detour was a weirdly complicated one. It was, like, all of these weird details, but I thought that it, it didn't complicate it for us. I thought it was complicated for them where they had to do folding the egg carton or stuffing sausages, but they all had to get on the cart, like the horse-drawn carriage to go and then drop it. Like, I just thought that there was a lot of complexity to that and the fact that only so many teams could fit on it. Um, The challenge is, like, the physical activity wasn't, like, wow. Like, but I thought that there was a lot, like, you know, Dare Paul broke an egg because they wanted to wear cowboy hats. Like, the girls, they went to the shop without getting on the cart. Eddie hates the sausages because he broke them all. Like, it just a lot of fun bits in an otherwise kind of boring task. Yeah, this had some, um, I agree, fun moments in something that could have been really boring. I think, like, the challenges, too, didn't seem that it wasn't kind of the classic detail where, like, this one's brains, this one's brawn. Like, they were both just, I don't know, stuff, basically. Um, 
the egg carton was a lot more complex than I initially thought because that was in my mind I was like oh like egg carton surely like that's like the way to go right um but then when they get there and they're having to cut everything out and kind of fold it I thought mm, that's a bit more uh difficult than I thought it'd be um but yeah I like that it had multiple steps I thought it was fun kind of the fact that there were, you were limited to how many people you'd fit on on the carriage um and that kind of again swapped the order up again leaving that point um so yeah I think this was kind of well thought out and kind of a simple easy challenge to do probably in a location where there wasn't a whole lot of um of options available to them yeah good yeah good point like like they probably didn't have the a skydiving challenge mm. queued up um so I thought they made the most of like a small town and they they love to do this on the Amazing Race Canada highlight these like different provinces and towns and communities like they really love to go very local so I I thought it fit within the Canada brand and everything um and poor Eddie he's, he hates pancakes he hates sausage he's scarred by breakfast food I can feel for the guy and that's pretty much it teams check in we had a little bit of com- complication of the order but we get Tyler and Kat Tyler Kayleen Dara Paul Gracie Lily Ben Onwar JJ Shayla Joel, Devin Manda, Ali and Eddie, who are predictions. Man, this is rough for me. I said they would finish third place. Colin said eighth, and you said ninth. Oh no, I messed this up. Wrong way. You said eighth. Colin oh. said ninth. Um, so Colin gets the point. Get my hopes up. Sorry. But that's two two episodes in a row that somebody's got it kind of dead on. Yeah, so, dead um, on. That's good. Um, so that means that, unfortunately, you can't get a point next week because you said Allie and Eddie. If we're going dead on. Um, Colin said JJ. Um, and I said Gracie and Lily for eighth. So I don't think any of us are really getting a point. Um, I worry most for Devin and Amanda, who I put mm-hmm. it fourth. So I feel like next to go, Devin, Amanda, Shayla, Joel area. Am I yeah, outside, I th- of, outside of catastrophic you know, horrific thing happens. Mm. I would, yeah, I would agree. I I think any of kind of those, the sixth, seventh, and eighth, so I would chuck Jermaine and Justin in there as well. Um, I think if it's just like an, a normal leg uh, where nothing crazy happens, then that's kind of... I, I, I just like hesitate on them the just because they finished fourth in episode one. So... That's true. I think they got lost. I think, I mean, I'm, obviously you can get lost any episode. Yeah. Um that's the only reason I'm hesitant on them, but that's why I'm, but Devin and Amanda failed on chat, like challenges and it, like there was a whole lot with them and Shayla and Joel. So I think those are my hedge bets. I almost forgot to do this, but I saw the post that went up today that we have to do rankings of these episodes. Um, so what would you give one and two? I think I would rent both of them. All right. I'll do it with you. Cause I have no strong feelings either way. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I'm looking forward to episode three. I think this is a fun start. I think the teams are good. I think the challenges have been um, kind of boring, but I think that they've been good to watch. I think that they've not been like showstoppers, but I think they've been, uh, you know, classic entertainers. Yeah, I agree. And it looks like kind of next episode from the preview that um, things are kind of the grandiosity of things is going to step up a little bit. Well, we'll hopefully be here to recap it. And maybe Colin will be here, too. Well, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Jared, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's been good. And hopefully we'll see you next week where we're going somewhere in Canada, right? 
they didn't mention international, right? Oh, I don't you get the feeling this whole season might be in Canada? I don't know. We might get one international trip. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll go to America. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.